it's just different. Hopeless at one point, and they have an opportunity to make you go harder, make you get in that booth and just really express that hopelessness. Like, man, y'all don't understand. This is like, you know what I mean? You dig from a different place. That, that bottom of your soul, that pit, homie, where, your, where, where you felt like the shit was... Shit, if in your mind it ain't gon' happen, shit, it probably won't I took some risks, some people probably won't That's how I grateful for the fruits of all my labor Hard to live and know you sick, I'd rather be with my creator Think the time's up Alright, welcome back to another episode of Foreign Side Podcast This is your host, Mike Obi. It's your boy, London Overtree, back for some more gems What's going on, man? Nothing, man. Another day, another week. Busy life as always, like we always talk about, but everything's going well for me. Just right, right. Working, working, and working, <laughs> essentially. What's going on? So, it's all you can do, honestly, at this age, is just work, work, work. Um, same here. Um, I'm extremely exhausted, though, from the weekend. Um, I had a few, had a few things, a little friends getting married, so um, kind of went and uh, kind of celebrated them but you know back to the grind as usual but busy like you said just work 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 yeah man i mean it's all it's always good to kind of take your foot off the gas and you know be able to enjoy life and especially enjoy with people's and you know see people get married i mean that's part of living is you know people finding partners and settling down and everybody experiencing that so that's good always you know now you just in recovery mode a little bit yeah literally so it is it is motivating though when you see like like for example you you're in grind mode like you see friends getting married you see uh, even though like you're in your own individual mindset of the grinding you kind of see all your peers and your friends like oh this is why we started this so it's kind of good going around people now that's like trying to get married trying to have kids trying to trying to take off in their businesses so that was definitely good for me this weekend well definitely well like always, you know, we appreciate everybody who continues to listen and tune in and you know, tap in with us, you know, continue to support the movement. We're getting a lot of people, you know, engaged with us like, hey, man, I listen, hey, I subscribe. I like what you guys are doing and we appreciate all of the support, obviously. And we just ask that we continue to receive it by getting a subscription to our YouTube channel. Also, uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor and Spotify to help boost us in the algorithms. But so we got another topic and this one's um kind of been relevant for my life and i know we talked about this offline kind of yours too but let's discuss this whole thing of the male ego so first off ego is defined as a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance so just when you think about male ego or how it's perceived or how it's thought about and then looking at that definition what are you thinking about what goes to your mind um the only you know, I, it's kind of hard for me to use ego. I feel like you can give me a different standpoint on it, of it, but I kind of look at ego as far as like, when I think of that, I feel like I always go from the relationship side point of it, of how we, how our egos are as men. Um, I always say like, as men, I feel like we need our ego stroked in the, in the right way for mm-hmm. us to feel important. Because if we don't feel like we're needed in that relationship, I feel like, um, essentially we will i feel like what's the point of this and like what's what's the need of us because we're, we're protectors providers so it's like if our woman feels like they can do everything it's like which is great but at the same time it's like we don't feel like we're needed and i feel like my question to you would be because mm-hmm. i swear i kind of leave the blank what do you think that we need like what is your definition of the ego outside of relationships because i i don't know how like 
men show their egos outside of relationships. Like I do, but I just don't know how to word it. Well, for me, what I what I observe and kind of what I hear, I'll, I'll say that before I find my definition. Uh, ego is largely seen as a negative and umbrella term of like a guy who is full of himself or has too high a sense of self. It's almost like being arrogant. You know, it's like, like you have this ego that you need to ch- check at the door or something like that. It's like you think too highly of yourself and because you think too highly of yourself, you come off as an asshole, you come off as a F boy, so to speak, right? That's how I think society has, uh, you know, kind of portrayed the ego, the male ego, especially. I think everybody has one, but in, but in like particularly in terms of men, the ego is normally used in a negative light. However, I think, I think people do need to have an ego. Now, how big it is and where you stem it from, I think there's a balance of, you know, you having a healthy ego where you do feel that you have worth, that you matter, you have a self-esteem, you have a sense of self-importance, you have that, but you don't want to take that from a narcissistic standpoint where, you know, the world only revolves around you and you don't consider others. So for me, the ego is just a matter of kind of like the definition of, you know, how it is defined, you know, it's a person's sense of self, self, sense of belonging that largely can be seen in a good or negative way, depending on how they go about presenting it. So do you think when, because you said ego is looked in a negative light. Mm -hmm. So do you think people have high egos because of just trauma or hurt because they have walls up? So that makes them have bigger egos or you think some people are just born with just high egos? I think that people can be, I think either your ego can be born with, it can either be groomed to be high as you get older based Mm -hmm. on how you're nurtured. Right. I think that's usually how it goes. Or you develop a big ego from all the like if you're a person who had a tough childhood, let's say, and then you end up becoming wealthy down the line based on the work that you develop, your natural sense of self-esteem and self-importance is going to grow because you know where you came from and you know what you had to do in order to get where you had to be. And usually it takes a lot of triumph, a lot of adversity. But I always talk about, you know, those those obstacles that you tackle, the more you're able to fix and overcome the higher you can walk tall and walk and kind of the higher your confidence is, right? That confidence though is largely seen as your ego and your ego is like, okay, prime example, right? Vince McMahon is the number one depiction of what people talk about the male ego, right? Where they say his ego is huge. Well, he had very humble childhood and then he was able to um, develop, take over the business his dad created, right? And gave to him. And then he fought in the Monday Night Wars against this uh, WCW. And then from there, he became the largest influential, you know, world wrestling, you know, entertainment platform in the world, at least as far as we know. Now he has some competition now and he had to step away. But I remember like people look at him as like the sort of epitome of what the male ego looks like and where it could be a good thing. Right. But I think largely people only look at the negative side and the downside rather than looking at well, because this person has a high sense of importance, high self-esteem, they're able to have thicker skin and they're able to overcome more obstacles. See, that's where I think having an ego is a good thing. But to go back to your question, it goes from if a person's taught and groomed to believe in themselves, naturally, I think they're going to have a big ego about themselves because they're told that they matter constantly. And then the other side to it is if a person figures out and overcomes a lot of adversity, that's the other way that the ego can be groomed and heightened to answer your question. 
No, I like how you said that. It's, egos can be looked at in a good way. It's like they have tougher skin, and they come from they come from a humbling upbringing, and uh, just how they was brought up can make them have that drive. So, in result of that, they might have a bigger ego of like, look, I I came from nothing. I came from this, and I produced. So, yes, I'm going to. And I think ego and also being confident in yourself can be in the same light of like. It's almost like he's cocky versus confident in himself when it's like, no, like it, it's such a thin line of where you can teeter. And it's like, for me, it's, I'm just confident in myself. And some people say, well, you're doing it a little too much. And, and somebody can say, well, I could be just European of it. So it, I think it can vary from person to person. Um, but for me, it's like, basically, if that person is tough enough to kind of handle that person to kind of speak on how confident they are in themselves and how much they've put in the work to get to that level is just off of that person's opinion of who they're talking to. So I, I love how you just kind of elaborated that whole and brought it back together. And you made a great point right there. I think what you talk about is really the elephant in the room as far as there's a delicate balance between a person, like their ego, right? And how it's depicted. The question I always ask, especially when a woman states it in a conversation, like this happened last week was a woman's like, well, the only way a guy will come off as an F boy is if his ego is too the if, if if his ego is too large. So then my question is, what does that look like? Well, he, he's full of himself. Okay, what's the difference in your mind where a guy is full of himself and a guy is confident? Because that's I think everybody's threshold is different. So what what it all boils down to is a very subjective thing to say, right? Some people might look at myself in London, right, and say that. Either I have a bigger ego than London does or vice versa. What's the difference? What about our personalities makes it to where someone's ego is larger than the others? Is it the way that we carry ourselves? Is it our beliefs? Is it the way we carry out our beliefs? So I think at the end of the day, it comes down to ego is largely looked at as a negative thing whenever it doesn't benefit certain people or especially the person who's being the accuser. But when it's a good thing, when it's benefiting people, when a person who has a big ego and he launches a great business that helps people benefit, we don't say, oh, that's a bad ego. It's only whenever it's a negative thing or people exactly. don't like the extent to which it's being uh, displayed. My opinion. No, it's, no I, I completely agree. I can't even kind of say any more to it because it's perfect, perfectly how you said it. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, though, the question is kind of what we've been talking about is do you think the male ego is a good or bad thing? Um, We kind of just covered that a little bit. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, it, it To me, in my opinion, it depends on who you're speaking to. I think how you did that scenario with Vince McMahon was a very perfect example of the right amount of ego. Is like you can look at how he walks. He can walk cocky. He's... He's full of himself. I mean, he was in character a lot of times, but I mean, like, just as a person, he came from adversity and he took over his his father's company. And like you said, he started in WWF and WC, he had WCWs fighting with that against that. And now, like, he had a little bit of challenges of who he's going with, like, TN, was it TNA or? Uh, yeah. yeah, TNA that, a little bit, Ring of Honor. That kind of that went out of and kind of, flew out of there he lost a couple of big people from the WWE like Jeff Hardy and stuff and Kurt Angle they all went over there but at the same time he came back and now I think they got AEW so he's getting a little older now so it's like it's not to the point of just 
like he just it wasn't like now he's handed over to triple h so mm -hmm. he did his part he he did his part as a person that did it for 20 20 plus years of just being in a business and making it but he also had a chip on his shoulder at the same time but he he had a he had something in his back like a battery to keep him going so i don't some people can look at his ego and his ego is too big and he's just a he's an asshole or he's just a person who is just he needs self self-esteem or his self-importance like is super high but it's like maybe that is true but at the same time he worked extremely hard to get there so i say it's 50 50 um I think it's more good, but it also can be bad if you give it to the right person. It just depends who the person is. That's true. That's true. Because like the way I always look at it is, okay, if, I, if I'm being fair, if I'm being objective, you look at it and, and you talked about he was in character most of the time. What that tells me is that the WWE going to be as famous as it was tells me that people like a person with a big ego. Because if they didn't... Right. And, WWE especially wouldn't have grown as much as it was. So not it's not just the entertainment aspect, but it's people's belief in the person running the business and the product that's being displayed, right? All the things, all the what they talk about at the end of the day, if people didn't like what they were seeing, if it wasn't resonating with people, if it didn't give people the experiences, one, he wouldn't have had the mindset to fight through the Monday Night Wars. He'd have just said, ah, I'm gonna let WCW win. But his ego was like, no, nah, I have a better product. I have to win one. And then his character being the way it has been for all this time says people really like who that person is. You know what I'm saying? What right or wrong, I mean, is is not what we're talking about, but I'm just saying right. product and the results say people like someone with a big E. They like that type of character. Maybe because that's what people really desire to have, but they don't have the confidence for it. You know, that could be something. My that's true. It's it's a tough. I would love to get more people's like standpoint of this. That's why I was so interested in this like topic today. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is something that's been kind of fluttering in the air this week, for, just with me. And then you also said as well as you, with people coming to the up to you at the gym talking about egos is just something that you have to realize with just personal life, business life, relationships. Like ego comes into a part of all that. And for me, I don't know if it's good or bad. And I would love to kind of see other people's opinions. Actually, what I feel like we should do is kind of have a poll as well and saying uh, about egos of is it good or bad because I, I would be curious to see if people think it's good or bad and um and just in general yeah true and that's that something definitely we can get into but what I want to take it now is just let's go into real world and real life applications so when you talk about ego in regards to the career in the workplace how do you see that playing out is it good bad and what do you kind of think about when you think about that um like in the career you said in the career place yeah in the career in the workplace and all these other things you know how like work how, how do you see ego being played out in the workplace i've i've seen it work in in advantages to some people if you can play it right if you don't sound like just if you're a really intelligent person and you're you kind of knowing your self-importance in that way of you kind of build that credibility at, at a uh, at a certain point. So you have to kind of, you can't show that ego until maybe three or four years into a workplace maybe, or you're coming into a new role and you have a, a crazy resume of just, um, of what you've done in your previous roles. But at the same time, you have to still remain humble. But at the same time, if you know what you're talking about, 
don't be afraid of saying you guys brought me here for this reason, such, 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 such. This is how we can improve in this matter. Um, some people say, well, he has a high ego because of that, because he's just cocky. He's this. But at the same time, he's telling the truth. So it's it's a hard pill to swallow, like a Kobe Bryant, for example. Did, would you say Kobe Bryant has a high ego? Absolutely. But at the same time, he will say, well, I shot millions and millions and millions of shots in the same spot a million times in a row. So I feel like I should have that high ego at the same time. Um, it can be looked down as like, he's just an asshole. He's a, he's a, this, he's, he thinks he knows everything. So you have to kind of play it by ear. I think it's good to have it in a workplace, no matter what, but it's just how you balance it and kind of get your team involved as well. On top of that, instead of just saying, I know it all, I don't need you guys to help me or answer anything. That's it. So it just depends on how you use it. So I love that you brought up Kobe Bryant with it. I have a counter. Do you think Steph Curry has a big ego? <sighs> you know about Steph Curry? This is a good question. Um, I think he does it smart. He does. Yeah. He does it smart. If you if you notice the shimmy, the this and this, the bl- like gloating in that way, mm-hmm. you can say that's a big ego because mm-hmm. um, he knows he's good. But at the same time, people look at him as 63 this this guy who was small he's a baby face assassin he's this so people don't look at him like too much like that whereas like the Kobe Bryant's and Michael Jordan's they're so like they had no problem telling you that I don't really like you or I'm here about business or if you don't do what I say I'm gonna let you know so they look at it more as the bad guy versus versus Steph Curry but I think Steph Curry definitely has a high ego and he just it gets it gets looked over a lot what about LeBron that is I was thinking him while I was explaining to Steph Curry um yes I think of him and Drake as the same person they're very strategic very strategic and their ego is very high but they know how to they know how to they know how to make other people not think that they're doing something strategic with a high ego that's and I think that's so what gets them alienated largely from society. It's like it's like you're trying to act like you don't have an ego, but then we know you do, right? And I think that's yeah. they get kind of accused where it's like Kobe and Mike, you know, they're going to put it in your face like I have a big ego and so what? I'm going to be an a-hole and so what? At the end of the day, you don't work harder than me, so it is what it is. Right. LeBron's kind of that medium of, but it's all it's like it can be polarizing because like you I don't want to say like a politician, but it's like you you have it and you're trying to be slick, but at the same time, we know what you really are about. And then Curry is like, I'm going to be nice and jovial, but at the end of the day, I'll slit your throat and keep on moving. You know what I'm saying? But I, th- I think why I bring that up, for me, ego in the workplace is tied to self-worth and pride factor, right? So largely when people talk about their ego, it's they have too much pride to be able to give quarter or maybe their pride gets them or doesn't get them a promotion, right? Or if someone feels offended in the workplace, their ego tells them, nah, you have to check this person. You have to say something to the boss if they offend you. And I think that's where, you know, ego can hurt, hurt or help you depending on what the scenario is. But I think what we're talking about here, especially with these examples is there are certain people who say, I'm gonna exercise it and I don't care what the consequences are. The other people who know how to play the optic game and say, okay, I'm going to have to maneuver around it. So that way my ego doesn't end up costing me in the end. No, literally it's, that's something I struggle with tremendously. Um, in my early years in my career, it's like if, if this president or director says something to me, just because he thinks he's their president or director, 
I don't care what role I'm in, I'm gonna say something back. But it goes into that ego, like I know my self-importance, I know my what I what I bring to the table, like who the heck are you talking to? Like I'll snap back at you. But at the same time, you have to learn how to take constructive criticism as a man. And I, this is me speaking about men. Like we a lot of us can't take constructive criticism and we and we we all have egos as men. So it's like if another man tells you something like who are you telling me something for like like I like I need to learn something where it's like that's something I'm trying to learn tremendously and I think that's what you said it that just blew out to me like Ed London speaking to you so that was well put <laughs> well 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 here's the thing though and I think there's a there's a there's a deeper I don't know whether you want to call it agenda but there's something else happening I think that happened where if if like you talk about in your scenario where if you feel like someone offended you and you don't say something, people largely will question your manhood. Like, oh, so you're not a man. You didn't say nothing. You didn't stand up for yourself, right? Anytime someone says something to you. So I think there's that aspect that goes on into a lot of guys. And, and that's where the ego can be good or bad, depending on the person, right? Where, oh, this person, we know the London is going to be the type to speak up, right? From what you're talking about. And then right. there are other people where it's like, there's a time and place for everything like I, that's largely how i was brought up is like there's certain times where you have to go at person and finish them just for the sake of it the other times where it's like that's not the right time and right place and i think that's where i had to learn how to manage things where it's like i don't always blow up because i know how it's gonna look so my thing is okay if, if i can if i can avoid like doing the volatile route as a means of you know not hurting the collective then so be it because at the end of the day if if you take money out of your pocket that's going to only hurt you right and, but i understand the downside to that is people might think oh wait there, that gives me quarter to try to play with this person and try to see if i can test them and at that point it's like no nah, that's not how it's going to work it's not how it's going down like you have to know when i think when the time is to where you don't need to fight that battle but then at the same time be always prepared to stand up for yourself if need be and i think that's the balancing act of male ego that largely everybody's trying to find the right amount for that's another thing that you hit on the nail again that's something that's why i said i think our podcast here is i know that our podcast will stand out to somebody because there's been numerous episodes that we've had that stood out to me and like i wasn't even venting to you offline about it or i would say something to you about it how you just said pick your battles this can go into what I've realized the most. We're, we're talking about a workplace standpoint of it, where where I take that from is a relationship standpoint. And it's like, for me, you have to learn how to pick your battles. And that's something that I'm learning is like, not everything is supposed like, cause you know where you can take it. You know, that's gonna be bigger than what it is if you blow up versus you might be mad at it, but if you don't pick your battle, you can probably get over that. And then you can kind of discuss that, communicate it with that person, boss, whoever you talk to, person to person, whatever that is, you will be able to kind of just let it go. And that's that's growth within yourself, within a person. So that's why I think um, you kind of said two or three things today that just blew, blew me out the water. So I, I like that a lot. So that's kind of why I think that our podcast is just special with that. Most definitely. And then we transition to the next point since we already talked about it. The male ego in relationships. So talk about the male ego in relationships because this is probably what people are most eager to hear about anyway. Yeah. Um, 
egos and relationships. Okay, so depends who the woman is. It depends what the man is. It's me. I I feel like my ego sometimes can't get the best of me, and I'm like, mm, I gotta say how I feel. I gotta I I do want to feel like I'm important to that relationship. Like I do want my woman to feel like she does need me. Um, not like because I saying is like I don't I want you. I don't need you. But at the same time, I do want my woman to sometimes need me for something. Like I need my woman for something. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's about to me, it just it's different categories of egos and relationships. So you can you can get in a fight in a relationship and you can let your ego get in, but I'm not gonna let her win this argument. I'm the man, and you might just try to overpower her with just screaming this and this. But at the same time, what if she responds back with screaming too? Are you going to just blow up even more, let your ego keep going? Um, so like Obi kind of said is you have to pick your battles in relationships. And that's what I'm learning the most is pick your battles. You have to realize that this person that you're with or whoever you guys are dating in the world, you guys have never met each other until you guys started talking. So you guys probably went, whenever you guys started, dating, you guys probably went 17, 16 years without even knowing each other. So you guys are not going to agree on everything and they have a different upbringing. You have a different upbringing. So you guys have to come to a common ground to say, well, we're, we're going to agree to disagree, but what can we do differently the next time? So our egos don't get away and we blow it up to Afghanistan. Let's try to keep the fire low. And I think that's kind of how you eliminate egos in a relationship. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, see, like in terms of ego and relationship, I think the main thing is, I, I don't know, for me, I just look at it in terms of myself. I look at myself and I hold myself accountable. And then from there, I look at, okay, who is the woman that I'm choosing to be with? Who am I talking to? And is this someone who is like, is there any communicating with them? Or are we at a point now where communication is going to go through one ear and out the other, right? I can be with someone and I can work with someone who is willing to have that back and forth and have those conversations as long as we get somewhere. But I think what happens large a lot of time where I know this is my my like toxic trick, whatever you want to call it, is I won't play the game with somebody who's not willing to at least participate. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like if I know, okay, this woman's not giving me anything, you got to go. Like I said, or I'm not going to go back and forth and waste energy on somebody who's not bought in or not giving me the same energy. I'm all about reciprocating energy that I'm giving. So if you give me effort, I'm going to give you effort back. Right. But if not, if you're trying to say no, but either my way or else I'm going to shut down or throw a tent. No, I'm not going to do Very that. Good. Yeah. And, I think, and I think that's where some people say, oh, that's your ego. And she didn't want to stroke your ego. And so then that's where it didn't work for you. I'm like, maybe that is the case. Yeah. That's me blocking blessings like we talked about previously. But I know I've done both ends where I've over I've overdone it. That didn't work. And I don't even yeah, say I've underdone it before. And even that, at least I know how to manage it that way, where it's like, okay, that person is just going to want you to participate more. Like that'll be more the communication. And so then from there, I know how to give more if I need to. But the one thing I won't do again is to overdo. And then like that's the person where you're just wasting your breath and wasting your energy, in my opinion. So I, this is this is not have anything to do with um, egos. And and if you want to talk about it, you can. Mm-hmm. What? I, I think a lot of men struggle with this and I'm good at it, but like how you said, I'm not the one to, to typically join in when somebody doesn't buy in or at least participate in something. Mm-hmm. What makes you be so strong to say, 
I'm not going to tolerate the little bits of anything and I would rather step away than sustain this argument and know that it's going to come back and deal with this for the rest of my life. But I'm just going to step away because I know you're not going to be able to work through that. And how do you know, how can you kind of paint a picture of, I know this person is probably not capable of changing anytime soon or if they will ever change. So I'm just going to walk away from it now. That's a good question. And see, I, I love that you brought that up because I don't like being the type of person to say, because I'm this way, I, I think this. But to answer it, um, I mean, it's, it's largely going to go to the, the person, the woman's effort level, right? And her investment, her, her conversation skills, right? Does she have the ability to conversate with what she does? She have the intellect to be able to say, this bothers me, or I don't like this, or this is what I think about this, or is she going to be the type to say, you have to do it. And if you don't do it, then I'm going to say that you're insecure. I'm going to say that you're this. Like anytime I hear any type of thing of, oh, well, if a real man would do this or, oh, well, you're just this, or I'm like, oh, you went to that, you went to that. So therefore you have no argument, you're out of here. So right. in terms of what that looks like in terms of someone who's irredeemable, is just somebody who would rather shame you or would rather put you down or rather try to go at you rather than try to work through things. If she's at least putting the effort to say, okay, well, I don't, agree with that and this is why okay now i know she's actually trying to work and come to a compromise like we talked about right but if she's saying it has to be my way at the end of the day that's not gonna fly with me now you ask me how am i able to be strong it's because for one i've had a lot of older people like tell me these things and i like i'm a person who likes to ask questions as annoying as that can be to some people i'm i like to ask questions like okay well, what, what would you do here what would you do here have you seen this Right. And then I look at not only my past relationships, but other people's past relationships. Right. Especially when they tell me things like I'm like, OK, well, what happened in your relationship to where it was able to work or what was not able to work? OK, you who's in a relationship now, what is the main thing that you've been able to have that has enabled you guys to be able to be together as long as you have been? Or what's keeping your relationship healthy? Main thing they talk about is communication and want to and commitment. Right. It's not easy. So. Sure. The thing is, as long as you guys know that you're trying to do it and you guys have empathy and respect and deference for uh, one another, those are the qualities that are going to be able to lead to a healthy and uh, prosperous relationship. The person who says, nope, it has to be my way or no way, or who's rigid, who's standoffish, who's confrontational or passive aggressive in one way or another as a means of saying, if it's not my way that I'm going to shut down, those are the type of people I can't. No, I, that's that's like I said, like that's what you have to do. That communicating, even if you start off bad in the beginning of the relationship, as a man, as a woman, one of you guys, if you guys suck at something, you have to put your ego aside. Don't be prideful. That's the two things: egos and pride, and learn how to communicate because communication is going to make that person. That's basically going to be reassurance for each other because everybody needs reassurance, and when you get reassurance figure out what way of communication works better for you. Do you guys need to write things out? Do you guys need to voice every like Thursday or Friday or Sunday? Hey, what did we do wrong on uh, this week? We've been going through it real strong. You gotta, my point is you gotta find something that works good for you too. And you have to communicate that daily because being with somebody in a house or apartment is, it's not the easiest thing. It's not the, it's, you gotta live with that person for 365 days of the year. Um, so you got to figure out some solution. And if you're the guy, like, I'm always right. Or if you're the girl who's I'm always right. It's, that's just ignorant. And I've said that all the time, but I'll be joking, but like, you gotta, when it comes to all seriousness, like, what are you going to really do to 
make your relationship go to the next level of the happiest form of it and communication i think is the best best way to eliminate those egos yeah communication and ridding yourself of the perfectionist mindset that was my thing i know that was a big one for me was like i like remember even when we first started podcasting together i used to say i wanted to be all the way 100 percent figured out and ready before i realized right. that that's that's impossible like it's right. always going to be something you're thinking about so with that being said it's like okay you work through the obstacles as they show up for somebody now it's a matter of finding someone who compatible with that's the second mm -hmm. part like you you talked about in your in your segment just now like knowing yourself not only knowing yourself but knowing what you would kind of need or what you think would complement you well i think that's the other part that men have to kind of get to is like okay i know maybe i have a little bit more introversion i have to be with somebody who likes an introvert or i i'm a person who has a lot of hobbies has a lot of things and so i have a busier schedule I need someone maybe who understands that because if you're with someone who doesn't understand that or that's not compatible with them, that's where conflicts start to come up because they want one thing that you're not either able at that time to do or that's not what you're wired to give. If that's the case, you're going to always run into obstacles and you guys don't have the communication skills largely to be able to figure those things out. Absolutely. All right. All right. So before we get to this next section, I actually I have a question that I've been kind of sitting on based on what we talked about. Do you think it's more important for a man to feel valued or feel appreciated in a relationship? Oh, oh my goodness. That was a great question. Is it more important for a man to be valued or appreciated? I'm about to go appreciate it. Why? I feel like those are so similar. Those are so similar saying like, I pre I'm trying to think about how a woman can say, I'm trying to put like, I, I appreciate you so much. And if a woman says I value you, but I kind of like the value as well, because when a, when a woman values you is like, they know what you bring to that family. Um, they, they don't even have to question it. They don't have to, they just know without this man, we probably wouldn't be the family. And then the man probably was like, without this woman, we wouldn't, I know their value. But if you you can always appreciate somebody, like, I appreciate everything you do for me. I appreciate the other kind of gestures, but like, I don't need it. So yeah, I'll probably go with value. I think value holds a higher weight that I just kind of did that scenario in my head because mm -hmm. when you value somebody, it's, you got genuine love for them, I feel like. Yeah, yeah no, it's good. I mean, see, I asked the question, that's because we, we've been talking about the male ego being tied to, well, first off, the definition is his self-esteem and his self-importance. And then you've tied it kind of to him feeling appreciated and feeling valued and his worth to his partner. And I think those are true statements. Like I see, the thing is, like, I think society, right or wrong, fair or not, tries to look at that as a bad thing of like, oh, you guys need your ego stroke. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of, it wouldn't, like, there are some guys who need it stroke more than others. Like, I'm the type, I don't need a whole lot of compliments. Those things are nice and those things are reassuring, but I don't need someone telling me all the time, oh, you, I value you, I love you, I appreciate you, because I didn't hear that growing up. As long as we locked in and we communicate whenever it's time to, and we still have that love and respect for one another, then that's what matters to me. But as far as hearing it, be done i don't need it but i appreciate when things are done like i appreciate them like i show gratitude that was my main thing that i was raised to do is just say show gratitude when good things happen because they don't know what's happened for you 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. I definitely guess yeah, that's still tough. Have you been asking people around to kind of see nope. what they say? No, nope. I kind of want to know what I kind of want to know what everybody's saying because I think it's value, but maybe somebody can go into it a different way and saying appreciate it. But I think more people say value. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's got a nice little series of scenarios and questions that we've been able to come up and think of and muster up. But that's that's the way on my mind and our minds kind of work. But you know, at the end of the day, um, now I want to talk about this. How do you think your quote unquote ego has evolved over time? If you think it has, um, I I I could personally say it hasn't. Um, I'm trying to after like the last couple of weeks. Um, I think just being in a relationship now, um, communication and kind of bringing that down and kind of figure out what works for the best of us um, helps tremendously because I do when I once I get mad, I'd be like, dang, my ego is super high right there. So it's you have to figure out how can you bring that ego down when you're not mad. And then um, I think just having a significant other to kind of call you out on that or friends that can call you out on that is important. So basically I'll, I'll, I'll love to get that answer in maybe two to three months and be like, yeah, well, the answer to that question that she had in <laughs> that episode, I think my uh, ego got better, but let me go. Maybe if you have a answer, do you think your egos made an improvement? I would say that it, it's balanced out so that, I mean, improved, it got better. I mean, I think that that's in the eyes of other people. That's not on me to kind of say. I think for me and the way I see it, if, if I have one or if I, I mean, I don't know I have one, but I just say it's balanced out. I remember when I was younger and when I was in my teens, I would say that um, it was suppressed. So I would say that, you know, I would try to say I don't have a big ego or I don't have one at all. Cause like, it was always kind of taught like, oh, having an ego is a bad thing. Then started getting, older is like mm, the people who have big egos usually are successful so i'm like okay let me try to develop it right and then there was that period of time where i was like okay, i have it but then it's having a big ego the best thing in the world to have i'm like yeah it's good to have one but you have to know how to exercise it and flex it in the right ways and i think that's kind of the part i'm at now is just being able to find okay what's that happy balance i think i have that now but i think it can always be improved upon based on life experience and based on wisdom that you receive from other people is why i'm yeah. asking questions literally that's that's kind of what i was gonna say uh that's how you kind of figure out this whole ego strategy is like ask people ask for help um get help like counseling therapy like whatever like anything you can do to kind of eliminate that ego or just any other problems i think that's kind of what i've thought about summing up from this episode is just like um don't be afraid just because you're a male or you have you're a woman who just thinks that you don't need nobody to help you it's okay to ask somebody for help and ask somebody like hey is, is my energy off or is my ego high or is something off with me it's okay to ask that's how you can kind of better yourself in the long run i mean just having people you're right and then having people to hold you accountable i think that's a big yeah. one like, okay prime example I'll, I'll say this since this happened this week right i have this thing where if I feel like a person doesn't give effort. I, I, I get real like, okay, I'm, I'm good. And I kind of not brush them off, but I'm like, okay, I'm on to the next person. I'll just leave it at that. Or if I, if like people ask me, what do you think of this person? Mm, our energies aren't aligned. They're like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, I just don't, I didn't have a good first impression of that person. And so because of that, I just don't care to uh, interact with them. And I had one homie who was like, you know, when it comes to women, you have that too. 
And I think you're honestly blocking yourself or I think you're a little too judgmental. I'm like, why? Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, I don't want to hear that. But because like, for me, my way protects my mental, protects my peace. And he's like, yeah, but I mean, you don't give them a real fair shake in my opinion was what he said. So it's, it's me and I had that back and forth. And at the end of the day, I was like, I had to go and kind of be like, yeah, okay. Maybe there's a little bit more balance where I don't have to get so like, like block them off. You know, there's, but the way I always justified is everything is a matter of, of spectrum so i could put you on the negative end and then you can come back to the neutral and then you can come back to the positive like i've had that happen before but i think just, just like putting someone at so much of like one tier or the other doesn't have to always be the case like okay maybe that just was that first impression you know what i'm saying so i think that's where like working on the ego in real time is something i know i've been trying to have to figure out you know it's just like first impression to people and like me not shunning them off because you didn't like how it went in the beginning Honestly, it's, what it is, just kind of having people hold you accountable and then just kind of going back to yourself to the drawing board and kind of looking at it yourself about, okay, well, they have a good point or no, they were just, that was just their viewpoint of, I think I'm going to continue to do this. And it's kind of just kind of bouncing things off and ideas from each other and yourself. No, I agree with that. So at the end of all of this, and at the end of this, I liked this week's conversation, honestly, but um, what, what's the point? What, what are we trying to get at, though? What are we trying to get at? What I would take from it is what we're trying to get at for me. I just clearly this is a this is a question that and this is a topic that a lot of men struggle from. So I think this is more because it's like how men I think men struggle with egos more than women. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for us, I'm just gonna stay on it for men. I think we gotta be okay with opening up and telling somebody that like there's an issue like me I have an ego where I I just I can shut down quick or I try to prove points I try to do this I try to do that just because I got a big ego and I can't put my pride aside um I think it's just best that as if there's something bothering you speak on it maybe we can work on wording because wording can uh wording we can be so angry in our like just wanted to explode I think my point is just ask questions be okay to communicate if you have something to say to your significant other uh manager teacher whatever professor we got to learn how to word things better and that will bring our egos down because that person might can bring reassurance to you without you even knowing by you just communicating and then that might just bring that wall down man no nah, that's good it's not it's not just about what you say but it's how you say it and how you present it put simply so but no that's great so that'll do it for this week's episode of foreign sight man great conversation hopefully it was i was interested in this one take some from this and be able to roll with it and be able to help the lives going forward i mean that's what we're all about and trying to do but i mean l you got anything else for the people any final words any final things anything you want to plug what do you have going on um i don't got any more to put i think my last piece was kind of how to handle it but i do appreciate everybody for supporting and coming to ob and if um the few the people that do come to me and uh just they, it's very subtle it's like man i like what you're doing the podcast keep going it got me through this week like i hear that anytime somebody does talk to me um they tell me that and i'm like well for me that makes me feel good about just a random person coming up to me and just say um i like what you're doing keep going um that helped me 
get me on an episode whenever you guys get things set up and for me i'm like dang this is good so i appreciate everybody and um we're gonna keep doing this we're not gonna give up and there's plenty more to go i said this numerous times but it is coming to it is coming to evolution soon so most definitely man just the early part of the long journey ahead in this thing it's all part of the marathon and you guys are here to witness it and be a part of it in real time you know from the beginning so Without do it for this week. Once again, you can tap in with us on Instagram. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on IG. Follow me at ob.mike56. L, go ahead, plug. Yeah, just follow me on London underscore Overtree on all platforms, social media, um, Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter, um, if whatever, and then just keep supporting me and Obi. Um, yeah. Most definitely. We'll catch y'all next week, and we're out. Feet on the ground with the proof you wrong mindset I'd rather go out on my sword to have my mind tap The ones with eyes can never see, I make the blind clap I'm bringing back that type of sound that wants to find rap Divine rap, homie